episode 105, The Leadership Flow. The Leadership Flow. And you might be wondering, why do I title the episodes and why do I number them? That is simply so I can keep them in order when I go to publish them. Have you ever thought about what it takes to really develop a team or an individual for that matter? Last week, we started talking about the idea that we want to develop pizza-sized leadership teams meaning we want no more than four people answering to us at any given time. And we talked about all the reasons why we want to do that. So how do you develop a team? How do you develop people? That's really a tough question to answer. And here's the answer that I want to give. You have to get into your flow. You have to get into your flow. I love to study people and I love to study cultures. And it's fascinating to me when you start to study people because you start to learn how people think and what makes them tick. Now, for reasons we're not going to get into right now, I decided this last year that I was going to do a deep dive in trying to understand hip-hop music. This probably comes as a huge surprise to all of you, but I do not listen to a lot of hip-hop music, and I have never listened to a lot of rap music in my lifetime. In fact, to be honest with you, rap music in general is not a genre that I enjoy listening to for no particular reason other than I am a wannabe musician, uh, and rap music is very simple and repetitive when it comes to the music, and that just irritates me. As a wannabe musician, I enjoy music that is more complex in nature by default. However, as I started down this road of researching hip-hop and rap music, here's what I figured out. That hip-hop is more than music. Hip-hop is actually about a culture and a lifestyle. There is a cultural ideal within the music and within the lifestyle. Now, hear me when I say that the music is not necessarily sanctified, but there is an ideal. There's something that people are trying to live up to, even though the music and the lyrics itself are a lot of times very vulgar and unsanctified. And interestingly enough, that message, that cultural ideal is identical to country music, which I find fascinating. That's a topic for another day. Let's get back to the music specifically. Hip-hop is all about the beat and the flow of the artist. The music itself is about the beat within the song and the flow of the artist within that beat. The flow of the lyrics have to sit within the pocket of the beat, and that is what differentiates good hip-hop songs from a bad hip-hop song. When you start to listen to hip-hop artists who are at the top of the charts, you're going to start to see that they are masters at flowing their lyrics within the pocket of the beat, and this is, quote, pleasing to the ear. And what is even more interesting about this realization is that when I figured that out, that that what an artist is trying to do, I started to appreciate the skill of the rapper. Before this realization, to be honest with you, every time I listened to a rap song, they all sounded the same to me. But after that realization, I could start to distinguish what is, quote, good from what is quote bad and additionally before this realization you know you you sit here and you say this is irritating but if i was to be honest with you afterwards i was like okay i kind of appreciate it I, i get what people are trying to do now where it gets even more fascinating for me somebody who likes to study things is that each artist has their own flow within the rhythm of the beat And that flow is what draws people in and is how they build their fan base. Now, I keep using this word flow. What what do I mean when I say flow? Well, I'm talking about the rhythm. I'm talking about the rhymes. And I'm talking about the lyrics. I'm talking about the cadence of those rhymes and those lyrics within the pocket of the beat. I'm talking about the inflection and the tone of the vocals within the song. It is in that flow where where these artists start to just become one with the music. They they lose themselves in the music. And they, they start to create these moments that they own. And they start to capture the audience those distinctions between artists 
the distinction between their flow is what draws people in and builds their fan base to that artist. And a good artist develops a lot of fans. Now, here's where it gets cool, though, is that not everybody loves their music, but it doesn't matter to the artist. They don't create music for people who hate them. They create music for people who love their flow. Now, chances are a majority of you listening to this are not hip-hop music fans. You don't know, and you just don't, you just, it's not something you listen to. But you know who doesn't care if you're not a hip-hop fan? The artists. They're not making music for you, and they're not making music for me. They're making music for their fans. The people dancing to their beat are the people that they're performing for. Now, what in the world does this have to do with leadership? I actually think this is the perfect analogy of leadership. In hip-hop, more than any other genre, the artist cannot develop his flow. Uh, An artist that cannot develop his flow cannot be successful. In rock music or in country music, to be honest with you, they can be a little pitchy. Their lyrics can be a little bit cheesy. uh, And it doesn't even always have to make sense. But if the music sounds good, they can sell songs. People would, for example, people would listen to Whitney Houston sing Mary Had a Little Lamb all day long just because her voice was beautiful. But in hip-hop, if the beat of the music, if the beat of the, of the rhythm and the flow are not in alignment, then there can be no success for the artist. Now listen to me. In church, we can have the right mission statement. We can have a catchy vision statement. We can have the right cultural values, and we can still bomb. What separates average leaders from great leaders is when a leader figures out who God created them to be and they start to flow within the rhythm of ministry that God has designed for them. Now, I want you to track with me as we recap these last four episodes. We're breaking down the vision intent for 2023. In episode 101, we talked about we want to develop a healthy culture that creates conducive ministry. We want to build a culture. We all want to speak the same language so that we can be healthy. In 102, we talked about the mission that Jesus gave us, go into all the world and make disciples. That is the vision and the mission for church for 2,000 years because the leader, Jesus Christ, set that for us. We don't get to change that. In episode 103, we talked about the vision intent is our strategy to fulfill Jesus's mission to go into all the earth. How are we going to make disciples? We're going to make disciples by encouraging them to walk down a discipleship journey, hitting 15 mile markers along the way. In episode 104, we talked about leading people on a journey is going to take a lot of work and it's going to take more shepherds. We have more sheep than we have shepherds. Therefore, we need to create more leaders within the church to help shepherd the people. Therefore, we're going to force ourselves as leadership or as a leadership team to stop doing and start being developers. And so we're going to identify and we're going to limit ourselves to four people at the most. And we're we're going to start to we're going to start to decentralize leadership. We talked about the structure of an army unit, Fortune 500 companies, and even Jesus himself, they modeled this leadership style. It forces leaders to prioritize mission of discipleship. It forces us to decentralize leadership so that other gifted people can start participating in the body of Jesus Christ. It forces us to stop doing everything instead start to developing others. Now, let's tie this back to our hip-hop analogy for a second. We are creating a rhythm in our strategy to lead people on a discipleship journey. That, that's the rhythm that we have going on right now. You as a leader are the artist that's trying to find your flow within that rhythm of the beat. That's your job. Your job as a leader is to find your own flow within that rhythm. You have to formulate the words that you're going to use that resonate with you and your team. 
You have to find the pace that works with your life and with your ministry. You have to find the cadence that is natural to you as a leader. You got you to gotta find that rhythm and develop your own flow within that rhythm. And that's what's going to separate you from being a good leader or a great leader. That's what's going to separate you from being a person who barely gets things done, from a person who is constantly turning out uh, other leaders out of your ministry, other disciples out of your ministry, because you have gotten into a flow. Now, here's the cool thing. When you get into a flow, you can start looking around and see who is dancing to your song. That's your leadership team. Who's feeling your style? Who's feeling your flow? Who is dancing to your beat? That's, all, that's, who, your, that's who your four people are. The, the, the reality is not everybody's going to dance the song that you're singing. Not everybody's going to dance to the beat that you're flowing in. And when people aren't dancing, they're not connecting with you. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to connect with you. Not everybody followed Jesus. Not everybody followed Paul because they didn't, they didn't resonate with them. And not everybody's going to follow you. That's fine. But there are going to be some people who get captivated by your flow. That's, that's your team. Those are the people that you naturally speak to. Now, as an aside, if you're in your, quote, flow and no one is dancing, then you're probably in the wrong flow and you need to, you need to take a hard look at how you're communicating and get that fixed. Aside from that, the, the leadership flow is your own leadership style and communication. I used to tell guys that they got to find their voice in their sermon and their preaching, meaning how they're going to deliver sermons. You also have to find your voice in leadership, and that's what we're talking about. This is very personal for you, and you have to develop it. I can't dictate it for you. A book can't dictate it for you. You have to find your own voice. You are the artist of your leadership song. And once you figure out your song, that's the song that you play for your team. Now, having said that, I think I can offer you a, a rhythm template. I, I think there is a flow template that we can kind of go over together, uh, a template that's based on daily, weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly design. I, I think that this template is sustainable for any leader, no matter what their job is, if it's full-time ministry or you're bivocational and you're serving as a volunteer leader in the church. I, I believe this template is effective to help produce people. Uh, it's, it's more than what a lot of people are receiving from their church leadership. I believe this template will help keep you accountable, uh, and I think this template will help you develop your flow. So let me break this down for you for a second. A, a leadership rhythm and flow. Here, here's an idea. Every day, every day, every day, Here's what you want to do every single day. You want to make a spiritual investment in your team. I believe every day a leader needs to make a spiritual deposit into their team. So how do you do that? Personally, I pray for my staff and my deacons every single day. They are the third item on my prayer list every single day. First, I pray for myself. I, I, I do some worship. I pray, God, forgive me of my sins. I pray, God, give me the mind of Christ. I pray for my family, and then I pray for my leadership team. I might fail them in leadership. I might fail them in delivering on projects. I might fail them by telling them the wrong things sometimes, but here's what I will not fail. I will not fail for praying for my team. Prayer is entering into the central and eternal work of God, and it's effective. Paul was constantly praying for his team. Jesus was constantly praying for the disciples, and I want to do the same thing. I want to constantly pray for my team because it's a spiritual investment that I'm making into them every single day. And that's an investment that you can make every day. Every one of us need to be praying anyways, and so praying for our team every single day is a, an investment that every single one of us should be doing. That's the foundation of the flow. Leadership flow idea number two, every week. So I want to be making a daily investment, but I also want to be making a weekly investment. And what is that weekly investment I want to make? I want to share an insight with my leadership team. 
I want to share an insight with the people that are directly reporting to me. I would challenge you as a leader to share the insights that are, are, are growing in your own life. You know, we need to be growing ourselves. We need to be in our own Bibles. We need to be praying. We need to be worship. We need to be consuming uh, uh, sermons and teachings and trainings and books and articles. I mean, we need to be growing. So that, that influx that's coming into your life, it's very easy to break off a portion of that and share it with someone else. I, I think a good practice is when you come across something that ministers to you, you just share it with your team. It takes two minutes to attach whatever you just uh, whatever just uplifted you into a text and deposit it as a resource into your team. It takes two minutes to forward a podcast. It takes two minutes to snap a picture of a verse and say, hey, this, this spoke to me. I'd like to share it with you. For me, how I used to do this until this year was I had a weekly devotion of some sort in my staff meeting. Unless some sort of extenuous circumstance came up, we had a staff meeting every Monday morning, I had some sort of devotion or leadership training. However, as our staff has grown and we started to shift where less people can be a part of the Monday morning meeting, I, I realized this was a deficiency. Thus, this podcast, that's what this is doing. This is a weekly develop, uh, investment into my team. When I was a youth pastor, I had a 10-minute uh, team rally every Wednesday before the service. Right now, with our church, we're having a 10-minute Sunday morning volunteer rally, and you'll notice that I'm doing something very specific every single week, that I'm highlighting a volunteer who lived out the culture from the previous week. Uh, and that's a, that's a small just reminder. It's, it's, it's an investment that we can make. Now, chances are you cannot gather your team for a weekly meeting like I can. My, my situation is probably a little bit different than yours, but Every week, you can send a text, you can send an email, you can start a Facebook group, whatever works within your flow. Again, that's that's personal to you, but you have to share some insights every single week. The bottom line is this, we need to be discipling people. And I personally think you're going to be more successful in discipling people and developing people with short weekly insights than huge monthly long meetings. That's just my opinion. Uh, big meetings are very difficult to sustain, but I can weekly invest into my team. In the same vein, if you're having a weekly insight, then you have an open line of communication to bring correction if something needs it. So, for example, if the youth sponsors are checking out, uh, you know, in service, if I have a weekly touch point already, it's very easy just to remind them, hey, we need to be building relationships. So I think it makes the flow easier. So you have a daily investment in them spiritually. You have a weekly insight that you want to share with them. And then what's the next thing in the flow? Well, I think every two to four weeks, you want to make a personal connection with the team members. Now, everyone is super busy. But here's the deal. Not everything can be a business. Not everything can be about constant spiritual or leadership development. Teams that have fun together stay together. And I truly believe that when people are having fun uh, moments together, the discipleship really happens. So, I mean, it can really be simple as just sending a, a text to check on people. I, I think it would be sending funny videos, having breakfast, you know, having your families go out and eat on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, if you have a hobby, invite them along. It, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but you just have to ask yourself the question, am I doing more than just investing in life? Am I building friendship with these people? Because that's important. The relationship needs to go beyond the business sometimes, and that's really going to help uh, expedite and speed along the discipleship process in your team. So we have daily investment, we have weekly insight, we have uh, you know biweekly, every four-week personal connection, and then I believe it's very vital is that every month, and depending on your ministry, this could be once every quarter, and 
you need to, again, your flow, but every month there needs to be ministry alignment among the team. In other words, you, you are going to have to have some big meetings where you get everybody in the same room and you, you just touch base on your goals. You make sure that everybody's in alignment of what needs to get done, that the vision is clear for what we're trying to accomplish. Um, because here's the reality, churches and ministries are notorious for suffering from mission drift. The big challenge to decentralized leadership, like what we're talking about, where you're bringing more people on board, is that it's very easy to have a communication breakdown. So we have to make sure that we are orienting the team the right direction to accomplish the same strategic goal. At some point, you have to bring alignment for uh, the ministry matters. You you will notice that that, that all these daily, you know, biweekly, you know, touch points these are these are aimed at the individual. Well, at some point, you have to get the whole team together just to make sure that everybody's heading the same direction and hitting the mile markers. Now, for me, how do I do this? We have a monthly all staff, and and uh, that all staff allows us to have ministry alignment as a team and make sure that we all get in the same room. For you, maybe it's a Zoom call. Maybe uh, you record a video on your phone. You send it out. Maybe you have a meeting on Facebook. Again, you have to find your flow for what makes this work, but you have to do it. Here's the bottom line. If you have a daily spiritual investment, you have a weekly insight, you have a bi-weekly connection, you have a monthly alignment, that is a rhythm that is sustainable with a two to four person team. That's a rhythm that will last with your twos and threes. And, and, and this is your flow. This is your show. This is your responsibility. What you do can be unique and it can be a different template from what I just shared. But here's what you cannot do. You cannot move at a snail's pace. You have to formulate a plot line for the song and you have to sing the song. And I hope your team starts to dance to the song that you sing. I want to wrap this up with uh, some resource hacks. Don't forget that we as a church, we're making a lot of resources that can make some of this uh, faster for you. You know, we have elder training at aptusonline.org. Uh, this podcast is a, a, a resource for you. You can forward this podcast to your team. You know, you can forward our leadership training from Aptus Online to your team. Um, as, as a resource to you, we as a church are trying to write job descriptions for our twos and threes and then our fours and fives, a, a template that you can apply to your team. And so I'll have that resource available for you. I, I think this concept of creating your own flow is important, not just for ministry, but in life. You know, we want to enjoy life. We want life to be a song, but we have to be in the flow and the rhythm of life. So this is a this is a teaching that, in my opinion, is is applicable across the board. Now, just for fun, uh, you probably didn't notice this. Maybe some of the more shrewd among you did. I put a couple of Easter eggs in this podcast, some shout outs, uh, some homages, if you will, to some lyrics from two famous hip hop songs. If you can pick those two hip hop songs and send them to me a text, I'll I'll give you like five dollars or something. I'll, I'll I'll come up with something cool. We'll see if anybody can even get it. But anyways, hey, God bless you guys. Love you. We'll catch you next week.